Welcome back to Spectrum Days, everybody. Today we're looking at 1985 through the lens that is some Spectrum magazine that Chris has found with a top 30 in it. Oh, welcome back to Spectrum Days. Um, today... <laughs> we're talking about our ailments. <laughs> basically hello everyone we're old we're middle-aged ish some of us are nearer to middle-aged than others and, yeah. uh, we're uh, talking about our ailments our knees our backs or our he- i'm just talking telling them about your hearing chris <laughs> <laughs> yeah how are you where have you been you've been on blooming holiday oh just here and there um i was mostly thinking about 1985 and um, the the top top 30 spectrum games in september 1985 why why don't you do it like top of the pops and and give us a rundown (laughs) i'll do the music (laughs) number one no no, you don't start number one you gotta start the bottom right (laughs) yeah (laughs) don't you remember top of the pops Start game. Down one at 30, it's Daily Thompson's Decathlon by Ocean. That's right. Didn't we all do that one? Up one, chiller. By Mastertronic. Mastertronic. (laughs) (laughs) Down one at 28, it's Empire Fights Back by Mastertronic. Yeah, that's an interesting one, that, right? Mastertronic. Mastertronic. Empire Fights Back. What could that be about? I don't know. I think it might be something about fighting back the empire. <laughs> yeah, looking at the screenshots, it was a blatant rip-off of uh, Star Wars. But I like that in the... Um, oh, I see, Empire Fight... Oh, like Empire Strikes Back. Oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, in the, and in the blurb, it says that you're, you are flying... Wait a minute, it says something like you are flying an Airwolf 2000. <laughs> of what? An Airwolf 2000? 2000, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the empire you fight for has been weakened significantly in recent years, and its space has now been filled with mines by the rebels. You have been sent out in the Airwolf 2000. I mean, what kind of imagination did these guys have? You know, what should we call the spaceship? What's on the TV? Airwolf. (laughs) (laughs) Do do you think they imagined that in the year 2000 we'd be flying around in space in TIE Fighter, like, craft or something? Because the Airwolf 2000. Why was it? Everything was 2000, wasn't it? Everything had the word 2000. Amazingly... Yeah, well, it's like Cyberpunk 2020, the role-playing game, or even the game, right? The game, the, the game that came out on PC. Cyberpunk 2020. Did they really think by the year 2020 we'd have implants of all kinds of type and bionic eyes and parts? Oh, well, yeah, and, <laughs> and live in a dystopian world. Well, maybe we already we are, do. Yeah. I was going to say all yeah. these things sound very familiar. <laughs> yeah. It's not quite as cool as it is in Cyberpunk 2020, though. Ewoks Battle for Endor came out in 1985. Did it really? Yeah. It, w- it wasn't in the top 30 in September, though. Uh, no, it was just a film that happened to come out in 1985, which is sounds an awful lot like Star Wars. Yeah. Ewoks, what? the Battle for Endor. Ewoks. That was, that was good. 
Did you um, see it? I, I, I never saw it. Did you watch it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. You probably watched had it on Ewoks, laser. the Pro- Battle for Endor. Probably had it on Laserdisc. Goonies? <laughs> What's that? That came out. Commando, Breakfast yeah. Club. Yeah. The finest hey. of the Police Academy movies, Police Academy 2. <laughs> when was the last time you saw Goonies? Oh, I, I don't know. I've got a bit of a paunch now. I haven't seen them for a while. <laughs> we could, we, why don't we remember it and then watch it and review it? <laughs> like, like, we we gonna, like, like we said we were going to do with RoboCop. Oh, yeah. We have to do RoboCop. We will Jackie do Chan's that. Police Story. That came out in 1985. Uh, that was good. Yeah. Uh, no Retreat, No Surrender. Mm, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. No Retreat, No Surrender. What, John Claude Van Damme. No Retreat, No ah, Surrender. Yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. the film that made him really sort of or introduced us to him. Yeah, Pee Wee. Um, Pee Wee. Poor old Pee Wee's dead. God bless you, Paul Rubens. Yeah. Pee-wee's Big Adventure came out. Weird Science. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Spies Like Us, Brewster's Billions, Colour Purple, Brazil. Brazil, that was good. Rocky IV, Barbarian Queen. That looks good. Rocky IV, in 1985, they were already on to Onto number Rocky four. Four. Yeah, It's hilarious, really, isn't it? Police Academy. No way. I know, it's amazing, really, isn't it? So by the time we were 11... There was already four Rockies. Yeah, and and Red Sonja. Red Sonja and Barbarian Queen came out the same year. I wonder why that is. <laughs> what, were they pumping out like two Rockies a year or what? I wish they'd pump out two well, Barbarian a Queens a year. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> Oh, what? I was 10. I was 10. I wouldn't have, I'd have just been thinking, this is a fun, exciting movie. I wouldn't have been thinking anything rude like you. your laugh is intimating. It would have just been an exciting film of busty ladies in small animal furs with big hulking swords clashing them together on the screen. So Our delight. <laughs> Up one, so we, it's Nick Faldo's <laughs> Open Golf. What does open golf mean? Well, is it's that... not closed, is it? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> not mini golf, <laughs> but open golf. The open, open it, golf. it just means the type of admission, doesn't it? The type of people that can uh, right, be in okay. it rather than masters. Uh-huh. Ah, oh, okay. I don't yeah, know why I'm telling that. you these things. You're the person who lives in a house with a swimming pool. And he's... <laughs> no, <I'm sorry. laughs> I, I am so not the golf player. Of the two of us, it's going to be you, isn't it? Who's going to be playing golf? golf. I don't you play wouldn't golf. play golf? No, I don't play golf. You're I not thinking of buying a golf. car that's big enough to fit golf bats in, then, are you? <laughs> 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 If it fits, if it fits some golf clubs, it also fits up a dead body in a rolled-up carpet. Da, 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 da. Down one at twenty-six. It's nonterraqueous, nonterra, <laughs> nonter, nonterraqueous, nonterraqueous, nonterraqueous. That's it. Nonterraqueous. Oh, you see, you know, you see, you know the Spanish language. 
Non Terraqueus. Non Terraqueus from a Mastertronic. <laughs> <laughs> Famous. Can we, put, can we put a warning on this one what? already? What? Well, we've mentioned <laughs> women and foreign <laughs> women people. and exactly. we've, we haven't berated either. We've just mentioned them. Oh, okay, okay. In 1985, also, Mastertronic released a lot of games. Well, they Locomotion. Spellbound, Non-Turaqueus, Spooks, Fighting Warrior. They thought long and hard about that name, didn't they? Fighting <laughs> Warrior. The Empire Fights Back. Finders Keepers. That one definitely I think I had. <laughs> uh, plus one, but, Nasher but and know, Centipede. But you know the re... I mean, of course, they were, they were, you know, pumping these out because we were buying them at one ninety nine from the oh, local yeah. news agents. That Crazy. was... I think there was two things. It was one; they were one pound ninety nine for a game, and some of them were good games. Yeah. And if I remember rightly, at least where I lived, they were selling them in a newsagent's. It was the only games that they were selling the one ninety nine ones, like Mastertronic and Firebird, maybe as well. But yeah. I don't think there was. I don't think they were the, the shop. I'm thinking of. I don't think they sold full priced games. Only the one ninety nine budget range. Codemasters is that the other? A Codemasters as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. That's interesting. Maybe Codemasters uh, started later, or because there's not one Codemasters in this top thirty. No, I don't know. I've got a Codemasters game in my sweaty hands here. Actually, you need uh, your glasses. Vampire. <laughs> No, I need a translation system because all these games are in Spanish. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it hasn't got a year on it. Vam- vampiros. Vampiros. Sí, sí. vampiros. Vampire is vampiro. Sí, vampiros. Pola spectrum. Um, yeah, it'll be quicker to look on the internet rather than um, it would but that that particular Codemasters actual physical game I've got. it founded Codemasters was founded in October 1986 oh wow that's oh, so why was, no, that's, there's nothing there's no. nothing in the top 30 that, that's a very good reason <laughs> <laughs> down one at 25 it's Bruce Lee from US Gold we've already done Bruce Lee haven't we yeah, we've already covered Bruce Lee. Um, if you'd we like to, it. Um, yeah, well, Phil completed it. Yeah, um, if you'd like to hear more about Bruce Lee, then look look uh, look up our other Bruce Lee episode or oh, the video. The video, yeah, video is uh, very uh, funny. I can guarantee there is no references to languages or accents of any Oriental kind. Yeah. Um. I'm not sure you're allowed to say Oriental. You should say Oriental as well. Oh, God. I mean, oh, Buddha. (laughs) Um, Also, by the way, you skipped over Daily Thompson's Decathlon. We also have an episode dedicated to Daily Thompson's Decathlon. So if you've got good memories, you've got fond memories of Daily Thompson and his Decathlon, then um, uh, we've got an episode all about that. Yeah, I will put the links below the YouTube video. So if you're listening to us on our podcast... Why aren't you watching us on YouTube? Where you get to see more than you get to see here. You don't get to see <laughs> us in our red Sonya outfits. <laughs> but, um, but you definitely see a lot more than you do if you just listen. <laughs> if you watch. <laughs> wow. 
Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we know what's in your search history. <laughs> <laughs> where, were, where were we? What number du, were we at? Time one at 24, World Series Basketball. No, I didn't play that one. I have no idea why that's there. I'm very surprised that's there. Uh, yeah, yeah, that really surprises me. I don't remember it at all. And we don't we, we don't do basketball in this country. It's not as big as it is in America. No. So I'm surprised well, at that. It's interesting because this is the top 30 month ending September 14, 1985. So these would have been the games that people bought over the... This would have, these would have been summer, a summer holiday game. Yeah. So yeah. all the kids on school holiday... They would have spent their money, hence probably why there's a few Mastertronics there. Yeah. Um, but these are so everyone, you know, back in the UK, summer holidays, maybe you go away camping in a tent or a caravan with your parents for a week or so, and then you'd have another five weeks and it'll be raining, right? So yeah. people, people were inside playing on the spectrums. Yeah. And this, I mean, this top 30 is what they were playing. That's what we were playing. Yeah. And in fact, there's five Mastertronic games. Yeah, that's all the kids out there. One ninety nine. There's about four or five US gold. I mean, they they were certainly... Um, oh, Quicksilver. That was um, a budget one as well, wasn't it? Quicksilver. Mm. Firebird. Mastertronic. Um, I mean, quite a lot of that. I would say probably half of that is probably cheap games if not you know two if not 199 then maybe 299 well there's also a couple of various games as well the now games yeah yeah and, there's yeah. i reckon i reckon quite a few of these are cheap so yeah you might well be right that a lot of this was what was bought over over the summer when we you know given, given a couple of quid and told to go away for an hour <laughs> it's quite <laughs> a, a week well, no, to, to, to the shop. Two pounds. To the shop. These two pounds disappear for a week. <laughs> Where did you live? You. Where did you live? I, I don't want to hear from you again for a week. Two Who's pounds. Italian run yeah. ganglands, you eh? <laughs> It's two pounds. You go away for a week, eh? <laughs> you don't come back. <laughs> I need to disappear, see some... boss. I don't want to see some change. Uh, I'll put up one, 23. Red Moon by Level 9. I don't know. No idea. Red Moon, and I don't remember Level 9. No. The the, uh, producers of that game, that doesn't ring a bell at all. Down one at 22 is Glass by Quicksilver. I don't remember that. Glass? No glass. I don't remember that at all. Down Mm. one at 21. Nodes of Yes Odd, I do remember, partly because it's such a weird name. Yeah. And that's by Odin, which I can't remember them particularly. That's not a production house that I sort of think, oh, yeah, they did this and this and this and this. I don't remember Odin, but I do remember Nodes of Yes Odd. And it was a game my neighbour had, and I don't remember much about it, but I do remember it. Hmm. No, up, I don't remember it. Up one at 20 is Red Arrows by Database. I don't remember that. 
I'm just going to guess it's about the Red Arrows. It might well be. It might well be. Up one at 19 is 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 whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> In Welsh, that'd be Cachli. But I, oh, I really nice. Yeah, but I, I English Cully Kalu Kailu Silu Silu. Uh, we'll t- we'll spell it out for everybody. It's C Y L U. Yeah, this is quite interesting because it's a Firebird one. So I think, and I'm looking at a. Cause I, I guess it was one ninety nine. Have you found it? Yeah, silver range one pounds ninety nine. Ah, yeah, I told you the Firebird was split into different. Yeah, I think Firebird uh, had different ranges. Didn't they have a red yeah. range or a gold range? They're different prices under the Firebird label. I swear they had different sort of labels. Anyway, down one mm. at 18 is Pole Position, which I do remember by US guy. I loved Pole Position. I think I either had it or my neighbour had it. That was a classic sort of um, Formula One, early Formula One type game. I do remember that. I think it was one of those that had an annoying car noise. It just... <laughs> I seem to remember if I'm thinking of the right one. <laughs> and another one from Mastertronic up at 17, Finders Keepers. I do remember that one. Yeah, I remember that I one. Know. I had, I've, I've got some sort of fond memories of that one. Yeah. Maybe we should, we should play that one. Maybe. One yeah, day. yes. Okay. Down no. one at 16 is Spy Hunter, which is the, I think I might have mentioned this in a previous podcast, is the only game I sort of got crowds of people watching me in an arcade. I used to be quite good at Spy Hunter in the arcade. Um, whether I remember it on Spectrum, I'm not, I'm not sure, but I certainly know I the game. Th- I think I, I have played it at home. I, it was a great game. Um, yeah. If I'm remembering the right one. There's uh, a top-down top yeah. car chase. Yeah, you you drive drive in the back of the van, and or you get d- dumped out of the back of the van if you lose a life. A sort of lorry comes along, and you roll out the back of the lorry, and you got smoke that you can drop behind you, and oil and tax on yeah, the road. That's and, it. Yeah, you know, so, no, yeah, great game. It had the, is it the Peter Gunn theme, I think, in the arcade. Was the yeah, we should play that one. Yeah, good games by her. It had a, uh, a version of it on the Master System, which I think was called Action Fighter, which was... Ah, um, that rings yeah. a bell too. Yeah, it was a budget line, one of the early titles, um, was basically a Spy Hunter ripoff. I think it was called Action Action Fighter, yeah. I think, memory serves. Yeah, good games by Hunter. Yes, perhaps we should do that one. Mm. Yeah. Down one at uh, 15 is Spy versus Spy, which I did have on cassette. Yes. I think that's one of those games that I wanted to like. Yeah. But I don't know if it, but I don't know if it ever really worked. Not as one player, it was a two player game. And yeah. You really but, needed uh, even to play. But you also had to kind of ignore the other screen, right? Yeah, it was, it was split screen split no matter screen. what. Yeah. Yeah. But if your friend was looking at your split screen, it would take away the whole point of the game. Yeah, it, it got better developed, I think, with um, oh, a game I think that came out Mega Drive, possibly originally, and there was a Master System version of it as well, where you're two robbers. 
Oh, and I can't remember what it's called. I'm sure everyone who's listening to the podcast is probably screaming out the name, um, which worked similarly, which did it a lot better much later on. But Spy vs. Spy, interestingly, came out on everything. It was one of those games that got released on an awful lot of systems. Might yeah. even have made it onto the consoles. I can't remember now. I think but, so. Um, oh, wow. But it's yeah. right in the middle of the chart, so I'm sort of not surprised. It's a, it's a, those characters were very popular. The Mad Magazine, where they were from. Yeah, I had no idea at the time. No, oh, right, really, right. No. Yeah, I used to get mad. I used to get the um, the books, the I don't oh, know what okay. they call them, the little sort of paperback uh, specials. Novels. Yeah, the novels. <laughs> yeah, mad <laughs> the novel. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't quite so good with that, the illustrations. Annuals? No, it wasn't an annual. annual. No, the annual was sort of more sort of hardback bean. Compendium? No. Compendium? I don't know what they were called. Book? Book is, I'll go for book. Big magazine. (laughs) No, they were just a book. Normal book Book. sized books. Book. Um, Popular in the 60s. Down one of 14 is Action Biker, which I was pleased to uh, point out to Chris when we were doing the research for this, but that. I remembered that was Clumsy Colin, the action biker yeah. from the KP Skips. He was their um, animated little character, which I believe appeared in adverts and certainly appeared on the packets anyway. And I did have that, and I can't remember. It might have been one of those things that you could do, you know, send off 3,000 packets, of used packets of KP Skips, <laughs> and you get one pound off the game or something generous. Um, did you... Did you ever use? Did you ever put a pack, an empty pack of crisps in the oven and shrink it? No, that was just you. <laughs> everyone was doing it back. No, then, everyone yeah. was doing that. I don't know why we did it. <laughs> everyone was doing that. Yeah, everyone did do that. Yes. yes. <laughs> Would people like make like a a brooch out of it, a sticker like well, a, a safety could. pin on the back? Yes, but you also used to be able to get. And that was in things like shreddies. I think it might have been shreddies. You get it's a plastic thing that's probably three inches by two inch card, like yeah. you collect the card, but it was a yeah. piece of plastic, and you'd put that in the oven, and it would then turn down to sort of stamp-sized hard plastic. Yeah. For some reason, think- why you would turn a slightly soft piece of plastic into a hard piece of plastic, <laughs> why that was an interesting and fun thing to do, I don't know. Other than the 80s think- weren't as exciting as we remember. Do you think it was, maybe it was highly toxic because they don't do that anymore, right? You don't get a piece of plastic. You don't get you anything. <laughs> you don't get <laughs> anything in cereal anymore. <laughs> cereal is so depressing now if you walk past well i don't know you're in america it's probably not quite the same but certainly over here if you walk past a cereal aisle in the uk now it's so dull whereas really? a kid that used to be incredibly exciting well you, you you'd only choose it based on what you were going to get free in the thing yeah that's true yeah that's true yeah it was yeah, purely based you on get? you weren't buying cereal you were buying a five pound toy yeah. That came with some free cereal. Yeah. I don't know. I will check out the uh, cereal aisle next time I go, but I don't normally buy cereal. What do you, what do you eat? Hummus? What's <laughs> just that on your Peloton? <laughs> <laughs> Does a man look at you? I can see you, man. You're eating them marshmallow things. Stop it. <laughs> 
Well, You're next. eating them lucky charms. What What was down? What was in at thirteen? <laughs> down at thirteen, soft aid. You need some of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so- <laughs> soft aid we've covered this before that was the um sort of live aid time of live aid and all that you just basically had to do a charity thing with the word aid after it which is a foreshadowing of later on in the 80s when of course they added an extra s um so <laughs> uh yeah soft aid had a lot a lot a lot of games on it games whole several games in one yeah 12. Oh, oh, blimey. Can't you do one? <laughs> In it's down to 12. Down, how do you say it? Down, down, to down one. Down one at 12. Down one. But we don't know if it's down one. They don't indicate how many they went down. Well, it's got an arrow. I'll do. Yeah, but it just went down. It might have been number one in, in August. Down a certain down. number doesn't really... Down. <laughs> down a certain number at 12 is Jet Set Willy 2 by Software Projects. Which was Matthew yes. Smith's development software. No, well, well, no. Wikipedia says that Matthew Smith designed it, but did not develop it. No, software so, projects was his thing, though. Right. Okay. That was yeah, his but company. he designed it and he didn't code it. So no. Anyway. But I, I don't. We we said this off air. I don't remember Jet Set really, too, to be honest. No, no. I, I certainly yeah. don't remember playing it anyway. No, it's a bit like when a band loses it's lead singer and they get a new singer in <laughs> and you're not interested in it anymore. Right. Because if that he didn't difficult code it, second album. Yeah. If he didn't code, if he didn't code it, <laughs> he, he just, he overlooked the project. He didn't code it himself. I think you'd probably be able to feel it. If you start playing Jet Set Willie 2 now, you'll notice when you jump and move, it just won't feel the same. No, we are middle, we are middle aged now. We all, we all feel it when we get a bit of Jet Set Willie. <laughs> That's down da- to that's number down. 11. It's definitely down. Middle middle aged Jet Set Willie is definitely down. Yeah, <laughs> down down a certain number at eleven. Dynamite <laughs> down by Mirasoft, the software company this? that makes you jump off your boat. What was, what was Dynamite Dan? Then? Dynamite Dan, I actually had. I did actually have Dynamite Dan, and I didn't have it budget. I had the the larger cassette box, <laughs> so it must have full been um, must have been full price. It was the usual jump around, collect 'em up type um, platformery sort of get. I seem to remember you had to get the discs to put in your jukebox. I think, mm. as in the records, I think you collected records. That seems to vaguely ring a bell have you found it and you're not going to tell me i'm wrong that it was not that at all no, you have to I, you have to no. eat bananas or something no, i did i didn't even bother looking for it dynamite you're taking everything i say as gospel yeah dynamite dan yeah it was uh, definitely about <laughs> records and jukeboxes that was what it dynamite was about De- without without doubt Mirosoft. <laughs> yeah Mirosoft. it's a platform game by yeah. rod yeah, I knew that. I got that bit right. The aim of the game is to find eight sticks of dynamite that are placed randomly around the playing area. No. Nothing to do with records. No. What am I thinking of? 
Dynamite Dan 2, probably. (laughs) (laughs) What a surprise. If Dan should fall into the underground river that flows beneath the building, the player will receive a game over unless Dan's picked up oxygen. What What was I thinking of? What game? Right, someone in the comments, tell me what game I'm thinking about where you collect records and you put it in a jukebox or something. It got voted uh, best platform game of the year. The ZX Spectrum was voted the 24th best game of all time in a special issue of your Sinclair magazine in 2004. Hey, we should uh, probably play that one. Yeah, but it's not the game I remember. (laughs) Well, exactly. We can talk for 10 minutes about what we think we remember, then play it and realise we were completely wrong. Dynamite Dan 2! Has it got records in it? Dynamite Dan 2 is what I had. Yeah, if you look up Dynamite Dan 2, you'll see he's on the front cover holding said record, no leaping. Way. That's what I had. I had Dynamite Dan 2. Good Lord, it's on eBay going for fourteen ninety nine. God, I sold them all for about 50p each. What a... Sorry, I have to beat that out. <laughs> <laughs> what a pillock. Yeah, Dynamite Dan <laughs> 2 is the one where you've got records. What's he doing? Getting wrecked? You're right. There's a jukebox. Yeah. So there we are, folks. Dynamite Dan. Then I don't remember Dynamite Dan. I didn't have the first one, and I don't remember it. But I do do remember the second one. I had the second one. Does everyone? Does anyone remember Dynamite Dan, the first one? Do let us know. I certainly don't. Uh, one at ten is Southern Bell by Houston Consultants. That's it. That's yeah, what it. are they? They do an accountancy software as well. Uh, just really stupid name if you're going to make games, isn't it? But then that game is one of those sorts of games, isn't it? It's it's the train simulator. Ah. Right, driving the Southern Bell. The steam, steam train. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. But I, sus- I bet, I bet I'll get hundreds of people saying, no, now I had it. But I bet that was the older, older gentleman who had the ZX Spectrum <laughs> that was buying um, the train simulator. Maybe. I would, Maybe. We wouldn't have bought a train simulator game. Were they buying the next one as well? Well, what's the next one? Your turn. Up. Up some number to number nine, Dam Busters by US Dam Gold. Busters. Now, I like... I, I, I think I know the name, but that's because it's a film... I'm not sure yeah, exactly. I remember the game. I don't think I remember the game. You, dam. Is it is it a game of just you know dropping busting dams? <laughs> yeah, busting the bomb and skimming it across the water. So you've got to get the angle right, the the velocity right, and that's it. Yeah, but that could be fun. Dynamite? No, dam. Right, the dam busters. Two minutes. The dam, dam busters. busters. The, Combat flight simulator, similar simulator, set in World War Two, published by US Gold, nineteen eighty four. It's loosely based on the real life operation Chastise and the nineteen fifty five film. Gosh, it came yeah. out on a lot of different systems. Blimey! I'd like to see a screenshot. Would you? Yeah, <laughs> an in-game screenshot. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, it looks great. I don't remember (laughs) that. 
I really, I really don't remember that one. Does anyone remember that one? I don't remember that one. No, it's at, oh, and you're actually in the cockpit. It's like a f- simulator. It's just like Southern Bell, but in the air. <laughs> simulators. There's a lot of simulators. So we've got a lot of simulators. What else we got? Um, up some numbers. Uh, eight. Highway Encounter. Highway yeah. Encounter. So I don't think this is a video game yeah. published for the ZX Spectrum, Amstrad CPC, MSX, Commodore 64, Sharp MZ, and Tatung Einstein by Vortex Software. And it was written by Costa Panayi, who also coded Android, Android 2, TLL, Cyclone, and Revolution. Ooh. What was that? That was my phone. Oh. Um, in middle class I, I, um, I recognize the screenshot of it, but I don't, but I don't remember it being called that highway encounter. Yeah. You kind of control this like Dalek looking thing. It's that sort of weird isometric viewpoint of, there were a few games back then. It sort of used that. Yeah. Sort of viewpoint. Yeah, I don't reckon I don't recognise that one at all, to be no. honest. I don't remember that one. Up to number seven is Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Which I do I remember. Do you actually remember I don't yeah. remember the game? My na- neighbours had this one. I can picture the front cover with these sort of bizarre sort of um line coloured in line drawing characters of the band. Yeah, I do. I do remember. I don't remember playing the game particularly, but I do remember it being there and, and being a bit like, "Why is there a game based on a pop bat?" You know what I mean? It was it was really weird. Yeah. And of course, Frankie Goes to Hollywood is such a weird name. Yeah, it's such a memorable name of a band from the eighties, and of course, it was probably around the time of everyone had the T-shirt, didn't they? The Relax. Yeah. T-shirt, that white with the black writing was massive. Yes, but it's surprising there was a game. I, I don't. And what was the game about? Um, well, again, I, mean, I say I, I, I genuinely can't, can't remember. Mm. Maybe that's one we should do. I, I, I yeah. really don't remember Frankie at all. I mean, I, I guess it's an important game because it must have been. How many times has there been a game about a pop star or a pop group? Right. So well, back then, eighty-five, a spectrum. Well, the it's only ones like, I can, yeah, I, I I can think of Moonwalker, the Michael Jackson game. But obviously, that came true. out probably well. It was one of the early Mega Drive games. That'd have been nineteen eighty nine, perhaps. Um, Rockstar ate my hamster. Was a pop based game where you're actually managing a pop group and trying to trying to get your records to to number one do you remember that one it's sort of a manager yeah. sim management yeah, sim I like, game I think I, quite like, I think I like that one yeah rockstar ate my hamster that was a good one which did have michael jackson on the cover i think actually um gosh can yeah, anyone like... else in the comments remember any other games based on bands justin like? bieber beat him up the justin bieber beat him up oh i'd pay good money to uh yeah up what was it down 
Down, down, hypersports. Down, down to five. Five, number five. We're getting into the top five, five. folks. Hypersports. Yeah, here we go. Exciting this is really moments. weird, isn't it? This is really weird. Yeah, that's strange. Yeah. We were talking about this off mic. We got Daily Thompson Decathlon was our first one on the list there at number 30. Mm. And you got hypersports at number five. And we're going to have to spoil number four by pointing out it's up to number four is Daily Thompson's Super Test, which I believe was the follow up to Decathlon. So, so daily two in the same chart, and you've got hyperspots, hyperspots, hyperspots. Remember that hyperspots. Mm. We have to pick your spots as quickly as possible. Ah, the eighties, um, which is basically the same game. It's a, it's a, it's a button yeah. masher. Yeah. Well, and yeah, three button mashers, three games, three essentially the same type of type of game. So they're almost uh, identical. Yeah. Yeah, so our memories were right, right? The, the, the dailies was such a popular game. Everyone yeah. loved bashing the keys away. <laughs> what well, was nothing else to do when you're a little lad in the eighties, apart from bash the keys? <laughs> yeah. So um, Hyper Sports was at number five. Number four was Daily Thompson Super Test. And down one, another sport game. Yeah. Frank Bruno's Boxing by Elite, of all people. Now, I, I remember this. I like Frank Bruno's Boxing. Do you? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Now, wasn't game. it a rip-off of um, the Nintendo game, which the name well, escapes me? But for me, when I was 11, I don't think it was a rip-off because I didn't know it, the uh, other one it existed, Punch-Out!, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Yeah, punch well, it, it, what it was, it, well, the two versions exist. It was Mike Punch and Mike Mike Punch and Tyson out. <laughs> there was Mike Punch and Tyson out, and there was Mike Tyson's Punch Out. There was two very distinct versions, but played quite similarly. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, there was indeed Mike when it first came out. It was Mike Tyson's Punch Out, but I believe when Mike Tyson did some things that weren't. Nintendo-esque I think it oh, just, really? just think it then just changed to Punch-Out I, I, someone correct me if I'm wrong but I think there are uh, two so, versions of Punch-Out uh, so it wasn't Punch-Out and then they put Mike in it was Mike and then they had to get Mike out when he I think so certain things like that. I, oh, okay. I think so I can't I can't remember all the I can't remember everything <laughs> you're stretching it. Can you're you... stretching it. 1985. I'd have been 10. Yeah, I barely remember yeah. anything. Oh, I can remember. Well, I can remember number one, but we won't talk about number one. We haven't got there yeah. yet. I can just about, I think, remember a bit about number two. And what is it? Number two was Nightshade by Ultimate. By Ultimate. Are you going to have to fill me in then? I do not remember Nightshade. It, it was one of these isometric um, kind of walk around. I, I don't know whether to call it a maze, but you're a kind of knight, I think. Um, and you're in a kind of a castle. Maybe it was haunted. Um, and you've got to kind of wander around and collect things. And yeah, like a maze. Oh. It's like Batman. There was a few games like it at the time. Yeah. I'm looking at pictures of it now. Now I see the main character. Didn't they? It wasn't the follow-up Night Law. 
Yes, I believe so. Right. Now, that I do remember. I don't know. That's interesting. I don't remember Nightshade, but I remember and possibly had Nightlaw. I certainly had Batman. I owned Batman, which were, yes, these sort of um, isometric-y type platformers. But that's interesting. Yeah. Nightshade, is that the first one then? Is it? I don't remember that. I think so. But yeah, that's... you're right. Now you're saying about the Batman. I didn't know what you were talking about, but now I, re- I do remember now. Yeah. When, when you mentioned Batman, the Batman games I always remember is the one that we've I've mentioned before on the Commodore Amiga pack by Ocean. And then the side, side-scrolling jump around uh, on the Game Boy. Oh, the Batman. Oh, really? Oh, you remember that one? Well, it's sort of like the NES version. The NES Batman's quite famous. Yeah. I love, I think you could throw the Batamarang. <laughs> what? Pretty cool. I think it's called the Batamarang, right? I think it's just Batarang, isn't it? Oh, right. Batarang. You're not the, I think you'll find. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll find Batamarang, Batamarang is a pudding. <laughs> <laughs> I think a batter, a batter meringue sounds better. I think you'll find that's a very famous Scottish pudding, the batter meringue. Right. Very easy. You just take your meringue, put it in the batter, push done. <laughs> batter it just gives your enemies cholesterol poisoning. Just throw the old batamarang. They'll soon be falling around. Oh, my heart. Oh, he's throwing too many batamarangs at me. Batarang doesn't sound so good. Batarang. You're not saying it right. All right, mate. You're saying it too middle class. Batarang. 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 Come, Robin, pass me the batarang. <laughs> so how would Alfred pronounce it? Yeah. Batarang. You, you wouldn't, you say, don't, don't throw those things, sir. Uh, they ruin the walls. <laughs> I'm always having to clean up after you. <laughs> you say there's a, in another universe, there's a, in the multiverse, there's the West Country Batman. The West Country Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you're late. Sorry, you're late. <laughs> I've been out throwing the batamarangs. <laughs> so come young um, Robin let's have a bath <laughs> <laughs> you you present this one. Oh, okay number it one is, it wow. is the gravitas of your voice da, 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 da. Well, you've listened to number 30, 29, 28, 27, 26, 25. <laughs> I won't do that a lot. And in at number one, uh, this week's number one is Way of the Exploding Fist by Melbourne House, which we've also fully, covered. Yeah, we've covered this one and fully justified number one, I think. It is. I mean, I'm really not surprised that that's at number one. And I it, bet that was there for a while. Yeah, brilliant game. Did that actually um, come out 85? I mean, we did a whole podcast and I actually can't remember whether that came out then or whether that's been there for like a year or something crazy. But that, I mean, yeah, again, we'll put that in the links below if people want to see 
um, our video of the Wailing Spoken Fist, and to give more justification to it being there, it's probably our most watched um, video. I think it's had is it a thousand views or something crazy, or mm. an awful lot compared to the other ones, because everyone seems to remember it and everyone loves it. I haven't heard anyone say a bad word about the game, really. It's, um, as we mentioned in the, our more in-depth video, it was probably the first sort of fighting one-on-one Street Fighter-esque sort of game yeah. that a lot of us had played, I think, really. It came out on the 31st, 31st of May, 1985. So it, was, so it was a sort of summer hit. Okay. Yeah. So that must well, have I can been... Imagine. And that would have been a good one over the summer because it was two player, yeah. more fun two player. Totally. Be, you know, I mean, it probably be, is when when we were playing it. Then we probably played that one when it came out. I'd have thought. Maybe that's why it also helps with our memories in that we were playing it over that summer. You know, you know what I mean. It's like that. Maybe that was like one game that we really played a lot of. Yeah. Because we had so much time. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant, off, brilliant off game. Yeah off school for six yeah. weeks playing that. Yeah, I mean, it probably is. Um, it's, it's interesting having gone through this chart to sort of realise I didn't think about that when we did the um, in-depth podcast on the actual game. It's very interesting seeing that in relation to all those other games because that's actually is actually a very good list of games and I do remember a lot of them and a lot of them are very good and were games we've either looked at or I would play again. That actually is quite a good list. There's very little there. Where I think, oh dear, what's that? What's that well, doing there? You know what I mean? There's, there's something else to add here because I'm reading um, compilation cassettes have become the rage in recent months, especially since the successful Soft Aid pa- package released last summer. Da da da. They sold a million in no. In, they sold a million is no exception and will be launched on the hit squad label created by ocean for this venture. The compilation comprises four top selling games, oceans, daily Thompson's decathlon, ultimate saber wolf, US gold's beachhead and software projects, jet set Willie. Yeah. So there was going to be, there's going to be another compilation. They sold a million and daily will be in that as well. Yeah. It'd be interesting, interesting to see where that got, if there was a moment where Daley Thompson took about three or four places in the, in the top 30. Oh, it's interesting. The magazine that we're reading this from, was it November, 1985, number 44, single user number 44 yeah. with um, Superman on the front. Um, the advert, the first advert in there is Rambo first blood part two. Which yes. interestingly was seven ninety five. It's interesting. It was more expensive on the Commodore, eight pounds ninety five. Yeah, and Amstrad. And yeah. Amstrad basically were always ports of Spectrum. Commodores tend that. to be built, you know, from the ground up, but the Amstrads are quite often ports. So, why is that? Why is that a pound? And a pound in nineteen eighty five was a lot. <laughs> Yeah. That's a big yeah. difference. It's not just a few pence. It's a whole pound. Yeah. There's so many interesting so many interesting things in this magazine looking through it. Yeah, totally. Uh, Did um, you say we, you we, found the thing you were talking about, one of the things you had? No, that was in July or something, 1984. There's some adverts for the uh, pen, which I was pretty sure I had. Um, and, yeah... That's, so it's not in this this um, 
not in this one, but another another magazine. But um, but also here, Hyperscores Jet Set Tips. This is um, Jet Set what? The, the, the Jet Set Tips. Oh. So Jet Set Tips. I have just completed Hacking Through Jet Set Willy 2. Here's a short program for anybody still stuck in the game. Change the number in my blah, blah, blah. So you actually got code to help you cheat at the game. There's also codes for Frank Bruno's boxing. Oh, that's just silly. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, maybe we should come back and, like, actually just sort of skim through one of these magazines and chat about our memories as well. Yeah. Like Monty, on the, Monty, on the, Monty on the Run. Oh, I've got that. that. So that's, um, that's one of the games I kept. Ah, you mentioned Fighting Warrior. Did we see that in the top 30? Or No, you said that was another Mastertronic game. There's a I tell you, what that. was in there was some um, Southern Bell, and they've got a competition for that in this issue. Railway Success. The first prize winner in our Southern Bell competition is Scott Garner of Thurmiston, Leicester. Well done, Scott. Mm. He wins a day out for two at the Digcot Railway Centre. <laughs> ah, the eighties, going down the Digcot Railway Centre. Brilliant! Oh, the ninety-nine runners up win a copy of the game. <laughs> They've got to sit there playing the train simulator. <laughs> press the stoke the button. Press the stoking coal button. Quick, we're slowing down. Oh, I, I bet, I bet, I bet Southern Bell's exciting. Did you have to bash the keys to to put more, more coal in? Oh, engine? my God, imagine that going all the way from Cornwall down to <laughs> London or something, having to bash the keys the whole way. Good uh, Lord. What well, are you doing up there, Nigel? I'm playing Southern Bell, Mum. Leave me alone. <laughs> 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 So I'm trying to go all the way. Wa- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just got team. Leave me alone. I'll come down and get me tea later. <laughs> so everyone, that was the Gallup top twenty, top thirty for uh, the month ending September fourteenth in uh, nineteen eighty-five. All right, mate. Uh, I hope you. I hope you'll remember. Uh, I hope you've got some fond memories of those games. We do. Uh, a few of them, anyway. The ones we can remember. That's few and far between nowadays. <laughs> I can't remember what we did in the last podcast, let alone what I did in 1985. <laughs> when did we start? I can't remember when we started. Um, so, uh, I think that's it for today. Oh, just get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we'll be looking at Red Sonja, the movie... Uh, we won't be telling you about it. We'll just be watching it because it looks really good. <laughs> and Super Queen Vixens. <laughs> Which looks really I good. won't be watching any of those things. No, you've seen them all. You lot can't see him. Behind him is a shelf full of those sorts of films. Honestly, I can see Red Sonja 2 there. Super Queen oh. Vixen fighting oh. fighting ladies in pajamas too. <laughs> <laughs> bye everyone. Yeah, bye. I'm coming, <laughs> Mum. I'm coming. <laughs>